0: Section 35 of Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume 3. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Brian Keenan. New York, Sunday, July 8. I preached in the chapel to a small congregation. Monday crossed the North River, came through Esopus to John Crawford's, hungry enough. We reached New Durham. We prayed at Runyon's and gave away books the people came to hear me. Spent with labor and sorrow, how could I preach? I hope the truth was felt. Lodged with Father Hubbard. We bent our way up Catskill and crossed the mountains to Middleburg. Some foolish boys were at cards. We were, however, respectfully treated. I prayed heartily for the family, and gave away some good books, and blessed the household in the name of the Holy Trinity. Shall our blessing be lost? We directed our course towards the new Sharon camp meeting. I know not if the people might not starve in the mountains, were it not for the sawmills and lumber. We came into the camp. On Thursday I preached in the camp in the morning and Henry Boehm at four o'clock in the afternoon in German. I took occasion to direct a special exhortation to the members of the quarterly meeting. Friday traveled forward to Cherry Valley and rested at Brother Farley's. Our sister complained that I could not often be seen. She wished to be a few minutes in my company at Trenton, but she was afraid I was crowded. I told her that all who wished to see me might be indulged in the back settlements. A cabin has not always two rooms. At Litchfield I visited the pious and aged Arnold's. Our ride of fifty miles, with abstinence, has made us faint. Saturday, through the Eton of Chinango to Casanovia. A ride of forty miles. I pray always. Prayer is my life. Sabbath 15. I preached in Silas Blass' barn. Wednesday. I arrived this evening at Daniel Dorsey's. Friday. Our conference began today. Sabbath 22. Preached at the encampment. Wednesday. Conference ended. Great Order and Dispatch in business. Stationed 63 preachers. Came away to Geneva. Thursday. Went round Seneca Lake. Friday. Bread and water. Came to Newton and stopped at the Widow Dunn's a few minutes for prayer, and continued on down to Tioga Point and housed with Captain Clark. We have made forty seven miles today. Saturday We must needs come the Northumberland Road. It is through an awful wilderness. We stopped at Eldred's. They are English and disciples of Priestley. Alas. Read and prayed in the woods. I leave the rest to God. If the cry of want of order came from God The appointment of the Genesee Conference was one of the most judicious acts of our Episcopacy. We stationed 63 preachers, and cured some, till then, incurable cases. In the last three days and a half, we have ridden 140 miles. What mountains, hills, rocks, roots, and ruts! Brother Boehm was thrown from the sulky, but, providentially, not a bone broken. Pennsylvania, Sabbath, twenty-nine. In the wilderness, but God is with us. Wretched lodging, and two dollars. Whilst busy in writing, John Brown came and took us to his cabin. We forded the swollen and rapid streams three times. The loyal sock was the worst. We have spent the remainder of the day in reading, singing, and prayer. The rains had increased the streams, so that we kept our retreat on Monday. Tuesday. At the fordings we found drift logs obstructing the way. The stream was very full, and our toil through it great. Two active, bold men, with the aid of a canoe, got us and the horses safe over. Thunder and rain, and an awful mountain, were now before us. But God brought us safe to Muddy Creek. Deep roads and swollen streams we had enough of on our route to Northumberland on Wednesday. After waiting two hours at Moorhead's Ferry, on Thursday morning, we got over the Susquehanna and dined at Ferguson's. These are Methodists lately from Ireland. Lodged at Mr. Fulks. Friday to Middletown. We here broke bread with Dr. Romer, a German, who has translated our discipline for his countrymen. My friends came in haste and gladness to see me. We prayed and parted, for time was precious. At Lancaster, I was unwell. Fifteen letters met me here, and they were to be answered, and I had but a day. I preached in Father Boehm's Chapel. Sabbath, August 5. Preached in Lancaster morning and evening. After forty years' labor, we have a neat little chapel of our own. Monday, away for Columbia, and preached there at twelve o'clock. Came on to Little York, and arrived at seven o'clock in the evening. Tuesday morning rose at four o'clock, and after writing four letters, started away, calling on friends Naylor and Wall, stopping for the night at Friend Weaver's. Reached Carlisle on Wednesday. Preached in the evening. I drew a plan for a new chapel, 70 by 45, of one story, the cost about two thousand dollars. Shall I be able to answer the twenty letters that have met me here? A letter, which I saw, written by one of our preachers, says he has twenty-eight appointments to fill in twenty-five days, besides meeting one thousand seven hundred in classes. It was from Alan Green. Thursday. A very warm ride brought us to Shippensburg, lodged with Brother Reed, preached in our improved chapel. Friday came to Chambersburg. I preached in the courthouse, though we have a neat little chapel. The word of truth shall not be lost. Saturday was awfully warm, and we had a heavy ride over three mountains. Sabbath 12. At Littleson Chapel I preached, and we administered the sacrament. But as my aid was lame, the labor fell on me. Though wearied and sore with traveling, I enjoyed a gracious season. Monday. We encountered the steep, rugged path over sidelong hill. We had heat, rocks, dust, and then rain. Bloody Run is henceforth new hope. I preached at Bomer Dollars Tavern. The Lord has seven in this family who fear and worship him. This was a very wicked place, but oh, what hath God wrought? Tuesday we shod our horses and came away to Bedford. Here it was wished I would stop and preach, but time did not permit. I dined with Brother Stevens and kept on fourteen miles to Metzkeffers. Things in this house were not as they should be. Brother Boehm prayed in German. We were well treated. Wednesday. We rode eleven miles for our breakfast at Wind's Stone Tavern, on the top of the Allegheny. Thence to Mrs. Moore's in Somerset hard roads, and I am not well. Thursday. Our road in places was very bad. Dined at Indian Creek and reached Connellsville in the evening. I enter my protest, as I have yearly for forty years, against this road. Lodged once more under the roof of my dear brother Banning, Jr., and christened a child for him. We have ridden, since we left Ontario, 540 miles by computation. Oh, what a life is this! My aid is lame, and I am obliged to drive. People call me by my name as they pass me on the road, and I hand them a religious tract in German or English, or I call at a door for a glass of water and leave a little pamphlet. How may I be useful? I am old and feeble and sick and can do little. I am grieved to find that little, promising Bedford circuit is likely to be injured, by one I was afraid would not do his duty. Feeble in mind and body, small things are to be hoped from him. And the poor Germans, they are as sheep without a shepherd. Came to the Widow Stevens's on Friday. Saturday we reached Brownsville and dined at Mr. Hogg's. Sabbath 19 I preached at the campground morning and evening. The congregation might have amounted to three thousand souls. There were very wicked people there, I learned, who desperately libeled Brother M. Kendry and the preachers, and committed other abominable offenses. Monday I was called on to preach in the morning. I took occasion to give a solemn warning to certain sons of Belial, that they would be watched and their names published. I felt much, but God was in the truth. I suffered a great deal from hard lodging and want of fire in the damps of the morning. There were about one hundred tents besides wagons. Tonight, a watch night. We started away on Tuesday. Surely this camp meeting will be remembered in time, and its fruits seen in eternity. On Thursday, I dined with Benjamin Fell and family. The old pair, about seventy, are patiently waiting for the consolation of Israel. I preached at Philip Smith's at four o'clock, after beating about twenty miles over the hills. Friday brought us to Pittsburgh. Saturday. Oh, what a prize! Baxter's Reformed pastor fell into my hands this morning. Sunday, 26. Preached on the foundation of the new chapel to about five hundred souls. I spoke again at five o'clock to about twice as many. The society here is lively and increasing in numbers. We rose at four o'clock on Monday and started early. I called on Esquire Johnson. His wife is a daughter to my special friend Barnabas Johnson. How affectionately was I received by old and young. I have seen three generations of this family. We hasted away to Washington and had heat and hard toil for traveling companions. I gave the good citizens a discourse at five o'clock. The principal members were gone to Short Creek, but others filled their places. Can anyone be kinder than my kind host M. Fadden? It is reported that at Short Creek, fifty persons were applicants for membership. Three hundred and thirty-five communicants. There were, at this camp meeting, about fifty tents and forty wagons. I have been reading Fox. His narrative concerning himself and others is truly wonderful. Friday we rode 22 miles to Barnesville. I preached in a private house. The Methodists and friends have a kindly contest for supremacy here. Saturday to James Sherricks, a local preacher, an Englishman from Lancashire. We went forward to Leatherwoods Creek. Sunday, September 2. Rested and preached in Queensbury Chapel, to a full house convened at a short notice. I was very plain. The prospects are encouraging in Wills's Creek Circuit. I can read and think as in years past. My health is good, and I am in perfect peace and love. Oh, the goodness of God to me! I have journalized very little of my life and exercises, and less of my sufferings. But the Lord knoweth. On Monday we had to beat the path to Jesse Waller's. Though feeble and faint, I preached and baptized some children. We had one room to lodge in, plenty of beds, and abundance of food for man and beast. Tuesday we passed many a jolting place, rough with roots of trees and logs. We were willing to stop at Polk's and take a little food. From hence we were politely conducted to Peter Monroe's. Elder Boehm preached in the house of Mr. Reynolds. Wednesday, To my surprise, I was asked to baptize Joseph Asbury Reynolds. We continued on by the salt works to Marietta, where I lectured to a few people. Thursday to Moggs Creek. We tasted neither bread nor water until we reached Father Schumann's, twenty-three miles. We held meeting at night and I gave them a discourse. Friday to Waterford, and Samuel Miller's Fertile Soil, but he has as yet made little progress in improvement. Here is a family, the grandfather and grandmother of which died in the Lord. So the father and mother promised to do, and the children have begun to live to God. I preached for them and their neighbors. Saturday I hear of a camp meeting at Little Kenhaway, and must needs go there after toiling through bad roads and accidents at the ferry to detain us. We are here this Saturday night at nine o'clock, safe at the house of the brother of Wilson Lee. Lord, prepare me by thy grace for the patient endurance of hunger, heat, labor, the clownishness of ignorant piety, the impudence of the impious, unreasonable preachers, and more unreasonable heretics and heresy. Ohio, Sunday, 9. I preached at the camp twice. Souls were converted, and we hope much good was done. We ordained John Holmes an elder. Monday came away. At B. Wolf's, we gave them Dutch and English sermons. Tuesday preached at the Point Woods Courthouse to a large congregation. We lodged at Mr. Browning's on the other side of the river. On Wednesday, I preached in a schoolhouse on a bluff opposite Blennerhassett's hassetts Island. Colonel Putnam, son of the renowned general of that name, invited me to the house of Waldo, grandson of the old chief. I had a very interesting interview with several revolutionary officers, emigrants to this country, from good old Massachusetts. Thursday, we took our departure from the banks of the beautiful river, the Ohio. Beautiful indeed. How rich the hanging scenery of its wood-crowned hills! Our route was towards and near the Hocking River, a rude, toilsome way. We were glad to stop a moment and dine at Esquire Rilshire's. We continued on to Birch's and lodged. I feel the effect of toil in every bone and muscle, but I have great consolations. Friday at camp meeting at Atkins's. I lodged at Barker's. The dear infant died. Ah, what a cry! T'was a mother's cry. Saturday I preached in the camp a humiliation sermon. Mr. Lindley, a Presbyterian clergyman, preached after me. The ground for the camp is beautiful. Order is preserved, and there will be good done. Sunday 16 We had sinners of all varieties to hear us. I spoke plainly. On Monday I preached by special request. Great order has been preserved, much good done, and the hearts of many prepared for the future reception of the truth. Tuesday we started away, although I was ill-fitted to drive a wilderness road. At Donnelly's we dined, prayed, and gave away books. Wednesday we reached Chillicothe and put up with our old friend Dr. Tiffin. I was happy to find him no longer in public life, but a private citizen, respectable and respected, and the work of God revived in his soul. I have preached to many souls in the late camp meetings. Lord, give thy word success. My own soul is humbled and purified. Glory be to God. Thursday I preached at Chillicothe at four o'clock. On Friday, engaged in private duties. I paid a visit to my much-esteemed friend, Governor Worthington, at Mount Prospect. He requested me to furnish an inscription for the tombstone of his sainted and much-loved sister, Mary Tiffin. I gave him Luke 10, 42, second line to the end. Saturday, closely occupied with books and my pen. Sunday 23. Preached and baptized a whole family of Quaker descent. I took occasion to give a lecture on the expediency of this Christian rite, and the duty and additional obligations it imposed upon parents. I spoke again in the evening and was awfully severe, perhaps too much so. On Monday we came away to Samuel Davis's. Tuesday I baptized a child, Thomas Asbury Parvius. Wednesday We have had a hard journey today and after two hours' ride through the hard woods in the night, we sheltered ourselves under the hospitable roof of Esquire Miranda. Thursday we crossed the Little Miami, dined at tallman's and came into Cincinnati, oppressed and faint with sickness, excessive heat, and loss of rest. Friday, Henry Boehm preached in German. I added an exhortation in English. Sunday, 30. I preached morning and evening. It was a season of deep seriousness with the congregations. I felt an intimate communion with God, and a great love to the people, saints, and poor sinners. Monday met the Society. Tuesday we bade farewell to our attentive and affectionate friends in Cincinnati. The great river was covered with mist until nine o'clock, when the airy curtain rose slowly from the waters. Gliding along in expanded and silent majesty. We labored around the rough banks and over the dry ridge of Bank Lick Creek to Barnes's. Alas, for the people, there's a great call for missionaries for Eagle Creek and the ridge. Wednesday came to Congi's to dine, and stopped at Mewberry's to lodge. Thursday to Jesse Griffin's. Friday at rest. Preached for the people. There is a drought prevailing, and the heat is very intense. Saturday we started away for Lexington, and were well soaked with a glorious shower when about nine miles from the town. H. Boehm preached. Kentucky, Sunday, October 7. I preached at eleven o'clock and gave an exhortation after five o'clock sermon in the evening. Monday reading the best of books and writing letters. Tuesday at Winchester, Clark County, we stopped at Leroy Coles's. Wednesday busily occupied in my room. Thursday I preached to a very attentive congregation. Friday called at Major Martin's. I have time today to complete Mark's Gospel. I mark well that all the evangelists concur in this, that the high priest delivered Jesus to the Roman governor as the Son of God upon his own confession. Saturday I preached at Abraham Castle's, brother to Leonard Castle of Maryland. I learned that Benedict Swope, my old acquaintance, died last winter. He was a man of more than common mind and gifts, and might have been much more useful than I fear he was. Sunday, 14. At Nicholasville I preached about an hour to Presbyterians, Methodists, and I know not whom. Monday. Monday. This has been an awful day to me. I visited Francis Poithras. If thou be he, but oh, how fallen. Tuesday, 16. After a ride of thirty miles, we found comfort and a welcome with Radcliffe in Woodford County. Wednesday, 17. Came by lowly-seated Frankfort. Here are elegant accommodations provided for those who make the laws, and those who break them. But there is no house of God. Lodged with Edward Talbot. Thursday, writing. Friday, abstaining, praying, and writing. Saturday, at William Adams's log chapel, I preached to a small assembly. Sunday, twenty one. At Shelbyville, I preached in the courthouse. We were crowded. M. Cord, a seceding minister, Preached two sermons upon the deity of the Holy Spirit. He was orthodox, and indulged in some fine flights of eloquence. Elder Wilson spoke in the evening. Monday I preached at Henry Lyons. Lodged with Mr. Harding. Tuesday I preached at Philip Taylor's. My mind is in great peace. The Methodists are all for camp meetings. The Baptists are for public baptizings. I am afraid this dipping, with many, is the ne plus ultra of Christian experience. Wednesday I rest at Taylor's, writing and reading. Thursday road to Joseph Ferguson's, 25 miles. Saturday. We have spent this day in a visit to the family of Captain Cyrus Talbot. May salvation come in power, and suddenly, to this amiable and interesting household. Sunday 28. I spoke at Ferguson's chapel for an hour, and the wind beating on my head. May the word of truth be deeply and long felt. We have an open door set wide to us in Mississippi. The preachers there sent but one messenger to conference. They could not spare more. They keep their ground like soldiers of Christ, and men of God who care for the cause and work of the Lord. Good News from the South. Great Prospects Within the Bounds of the South Carolina Conference. Monday we rode rapidly to Philip Taylor's. Wednesday came 16 miles. Thursday, November 1. Began conference in great peace and good order. Friday, day of humiliation and fasting. I preached in an open house to a cold auditory. Conference progressed well. There were twenty-six admitted. Sabbath 4. Bishop M. Kendry preached, and I finished the meeting with an exhortation. There were elders and deacons ordained in the work. On Thursday I preached, speaking long and with great plainness. We have minuted ninety-five as stationed. There is an increase of four thousand members within the bounds of this conference. I have sold my sulky and purchased a horse, that I may more easily wind my way through the wilderness to Georgia. The reward of my toils is not to be found in this world. Friday came to Philip Taylor's. Saturday to Springfield Hills, a long, heavy ride. Sabbath 11. My mind enjoys great tranquility. Bishop M. Kendry preached in the morning, the Presbyterians at twelve o'clock, and I spoke in the evening. There have been unpleasant times for the Presbyterians and Methodists, but they are more united now. Their ministers appoint meetings for each other. Monday we rode to Noah Lasley's on Green River. To Ament's, 25 miles. Wednesday, 25 miles to Gatton's. My body, I find, is still flesh. My mind enjoys great peace. Thursday, a damp, heavy ride brought us in, about three o'clock, to James Gwynn's. Whilst riding along, my soul enjoys sweet and intimate communion with God. The advantage of being on horseback are that I can better turn aside to visit the poor, I can get along more difficult and intricate roads, I shall save money to give away to the needy, and, lastly, I can be more tender to my poor, faithful beast. Friday rested. Fasted. Read. Wrote letters. Saturday visited James M. Kendry, lately from Virginia. End of section 35. Recording by Brian Keenan.